Welcome from Euractive. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital and media editor. This week, we take a closer look at the Trade and Technology Council the EU has recently set up with India and more broadly at its digital diplomacy. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website Euractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. Today I'm joined by my colleague Alexandra Brozowski, Global Europe and Defense reporter. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, thanks for having me. So earlier this week you were in India for the European Commission president visit. Uh, there was also an announcement concerning the EU and India Trade and Technology Council. What can you tell us about this initiative? Yes, so uh, earlier this week, European Commission President um, Ursula von der Leyen was in Delhi for a two-day visit. And after one of the joint meetings with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, she announced um, the new initiative, the, the Trade and Technology Council. There has been not much detail about what the format would specifically deal with, um, only that it's modeled along the same lines and spirit as the EU-US TTC that was launched in Pittsburgh last year. Um, according to what EU officials involved in the file told me, I mean, it, it could potentially address issues such as 5G technologies, I mean, privacy regulation, investment, clean tech, and also, I mean, the big issue is also supply chain security. So all of that could be in, in, in the framework of this forum. There was also a letter of intent signed um, about high-performance computing and COVID-19 drug research and climate modeling. So it's a broad range of issues. And I think what we should remember, I mean, India is technologically a powerhouse um, with um, untapped potential in the trade sector. So it only makes sense that after the US that there is that Europe is looking uh, next um, into that region. From an Indian standpoint, the tough political call will be to embrace the European standards on the economic side. Indeed, uh, the European Union tries to become a standard setter, or maybe it's, uh, it's already a standard setter. So it's interesting to see that uh, a top concern for, for a partner such as India uh, would be the production of uh, technical standards. Uh, but may I ask you, Alex, how do you see the difference uh, between this uh, TTC with India uh, and the one that is ongoing with the United States? So I think this is really the question, because we have to remember that the EU is India's third largest trading partner and second largest export destination. So the announcement that both sides have relaunched negotiations for also a comprehensive trade agreement in the same meeting is quite significant, because... Back in 2013, the talks were halted over contentious issues. I mean, there was issues with agriculture, with labor rights, environmental standards, but also with some issues on digital trade. So the fact that this is announced together, we should see as complementary. Um, the Indian side, and I mean, expert also I spoke to in Delhi this week, seem to be much more excited about the TTC than the trade talks, um, which I think gives us an idea that this forum will not only be um, a stepping stone for the trade talks, but also that Delhi actually expects probably a bit more on technology transfer and co-development from the EU side. But as a bottom line, I think we need to see this announcement also as a more political move rather than anything else. I mean, the US TTC was first um, 
floated by the EU side during the Trump administration in, in mid-2020 um, to kind of restart the transatlantic uh, relations and, and discuss setting standards for new technologies. But after Biden got re-elected, um, Brussels looked at it more to revive EU-US partnership through the structured forum. And I think the fact that earlier this week the EU sealed a similar agreement with India is, is just because of that. I mean, Brussels realized a constant political direction is needed to resolve this economic divergences that, that it has with India and also rebalance um, the bloc's relations vis-a-vis -vis China. So we saw that even nine months after agreeing in Lisbon last year um, to relaunch those trade talks with India, the movement has been very slow. Um, but what changed is that the EU has started to view its relations to India in a bigger framework. Yeah, and it's interesting that uh, that framework starts from uh, technology, uh, which has become a key uh, dimension in international relations. Do you see the TTC as a model that the EU could use also for other countries? I think, look, uh, for sure, it will also very much depend on what the outcomes from the US-EU TTC are. As we see now, the results are rather meager. So, you know, depending on what the base baseline in this is, we, we will have to see how this could be applied to, to other countries. I think with India, it will be a bit different because the whole framework exactly with the trade negotiations is a different one. But, um, you know, I, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't try applying this in more bilateral relations with other countries. China might be not the best <laughs> option for that, but I think, you know, we could look beyond that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the EU was not the only one visiting India. There was the US administration, there was the UK uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson just a few days ago. Is there a race to establish diplomatic relations uh, with India before it becomes the superpower that uh, it's expected to become? Yes, absolutely. I think it's quite re remarkable, actually. I mean, when you look who has been paying visits to Delhi in the past few weeks only, I mean, we had von der Leyen, we had, we had Johnson, the Americans, the Russians were there. Um, I think it's fair to say that there's a bit of a shift when it comes to the perception um, of the country's weight, though I would say mostly this is due to rather the geopolitical circumstances rather than, you know, trade necessities or, 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 or other things. So, EU diplomats um, have said in the past weeks that Russia's war in Ukraine had sped up the procedures when it comes to many strategic partnerships, and that includes also EU-India ties. So partly thanks to this context, the expectations is that the trade negotiations and the TTC um, work could restart even before summer. Um, I mean, the timeline is, is very fluid, but it could be potentially June. So that, that's what we're hearing. Um, and the Western narrative is that, you know, though enhanced trade technology and climate cooperation, um, we also aim to bind India while at the same time um, they also want to get rid of their dependency to, to Russia. Um, this is maybe not entirely how India would like to present this. After all, you know, diplomatically, they're, they're in a very difficult uh, triangle between China and Russia. And in general, I mean, they have kept away from too strong positioning 
on on Russia's war in Ukraine. So we have to remember that the majority of Indian defense technology and uh, equipment is coming from Russia. uh, And Delhi is also highly dependent on supply chains from China. So they cannot really position themselves in a strong way. And I think, you know, looking at those sensitivities, uh, when you look at what what the visits from, from the EU side and from the European side have been, Um, you can very well see that they didn't want to push the Indians in that direction. So we'll have to see how this develops. Uh, But when you say that India is dependent on Russia for for weapons and from China in terms of uh, supply chain, do you think that the intention of, of the EU is also to go there and start, you know, helping India to phase out from these dependencies and become in itself a major trade partner and uh, tech supplier. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that was the implied bottom line of, of, of the EU visit in Delhi this week. There was already um, an idea about uh, helping with European defense equipment, but obviously, you know, when we speak about 80% dependency on, on Russian technology, I think it's really difficult to to replace that very quickly. And I, I think, you know, um, it will be really dependent on what areas the EU can actually offer an alternative, a cheaper alternative maybe than, than Russia. So, um, yeah, I think we will have to see. Indeed, it looks like it's going to be a long-term process and we'll make sure to follow it closely. Alexander Brozowski is Global Europe and Defense Reporter. Thank you, Alex, for being with us. Thanks, Luca. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all things digital in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.